Welcome to another episode of That's Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. My name is Kelly and my co-hostess with the mostest is James. What's up, dude? You know how it is. I'm just hanging out here in the corner studio. Right on. I, I still in the house. Yeah. No, no studio for me. I'm not there yet, but I aspire to be just like you, my friend. Where do you, where do you, what do you call a place you record at? I call it my studio. The studio. But it's not in the corner. It's not in the corner, though. It's on the second floor, though. There you go. (laughs) So today. Top of the tower. Top of the tower. Uh, Today, James, we have another fantastic guest. We're going to be talking about some crazy shit. We're going to be talking about like paranormal, communication with spirits. Uh, Our guest is named Dorothea L. Gordon. And Dorothea is um, a woman who is a graphoanalysis, which means she's a handwriting analysis person. She can analysis. She can analyze your handwriting and tell you why you are who you are. Um, She's a dream builder coach. Um, she's had um, some paranormal experiences and she's communicated with the spirit world and she's an energy healer. Quite quite the credentials. Oh, and she's an author. She wrote a memoir and it's oh. called, yeah, and it's called When Life Has Other Plans, Discover the Hidden Gifts. And so she, I guess that's her journey. She actually does some other stuff too. And so past life regression um she's she's a lot she's got a lot going on so i'm pretty sure it's going to be a fantastic conversation well should we get to it yeah let's bring her on welcome to the podcast dorothea gordon So welcome, Dorothea, to our show tonight. And, um, you know, I was really impressed with all the things that you are first in. Can you just tell our listeners some of the things that you 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 know? Some things I know. Oh my gosh, that would take a lot longer than that. <laughs> now. I'm just a, a, such a, a well of, uh, of knowledge. But um, I can tell you that I know a number of languages. I speak uh, fluent uh, English, I hope, uh, German, French, and Spanish. I used to be a high school teacher. I'm now retired. I also have a certificate in graphoanalysis, which means handwriting analysis. I uh, had a business there as well as um, being what's called a questioned document examiner. And we'll probably get into that a bit later. I am uh, also a certified, um, what's it called, energy medicine practitioner. I do uh, auricular therapy, laser therapy. And lastly, I'm also a certified dream builder. So those are all my major certificates. The other ones um, we'll leave behind. <laughs> well, that, that's impressive. That is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know about when you talk about the handwriting analysis, how right. does that go about? Um, that's actually a very fascinating subject. Um, I was first exposed to it when I was at university in Germany. The people who were studying psychology had to take 
a handwriting analysis course as part of their um, their extracurricular um, activities that they they had to come up with and that they could use in their career as uh, psychologists or psychiatrists. And they asked me to give them a handwriting sample and they analyzed it and it was also very clear. And I said, oh, I want to learn how to do that as well. But I also knew that I was going to emigrate to Canada. So why learn it in German when I would probably be using it in uh, English? So I came to Vancouver Island where I live and met someone who was doing that and then through the International Graph Analysis Society uh, based in Chicago, I got my certificate and then I um, advertised myself as someone who could um, assess someone's personality, their aptitudes, their um, fears, their uh, strengths, and so on. There's a really a great um, deal that one can find in handwriting analysis if it's properly done. So um, yeah, that's, uh, it was one of the most fascinating courses I ever took and I'm still using it secretly on people who do not suspect that I'm looking at their character when they give me <laughs> Sometimes I ask, uh, could you give me a recipe? You know, and they write it out. So anyway, bit tricky, yeah. <laughs> so in what context do you use the handwriting analysis today? Do you um, have people submit their handwriting to you and then you can kind of help them, you know, along the way? Or are you using it in more a professional way where, you know, how are you using it? I'm just interested. How are you using the skill that you have? Um, often, uh, especially when I was still teaching, parents would come to me and say, well, we would like our son to go to university, but he doesn't seem to be interested. He wants to become a woodworker or something like that. So I would look at his handwriting and I'd say, I confirm that he has a lot of manual dexterity and practical imagination and, you know, not much patience uh, for probably a, um, a university career. So people were satisfied with that. Another interesting aspect is I use it in relationship assessments. And then uh, in the olden days, uh, women would put an ad in the paper and then they get handwritten letters from their uh, interested parties. And then they would bring them to me and say, well, who is the one that's most suitable? <laughs> I remember one time a lady brought three of them. And I said, a lady, I would not take any of them. <laughs> they have all sorts of um, characteristics that I would want to deal with on a daily basis. So uh, with relationships, also business relationships, you know, do they, um, do uh, people get along and what's their strengths and what do they need to pay attention to? Um, I know in the States it's used for um, jury selection. When there are cases uh, where they want to have a big uh, award, then they take jury members that are sort of soft-hearted and can put themselves into the uh, poor uh, person's uh, shoes and then they get a better settlement. Um, I have not, not done that. Um, yeah, relationship, business, uh, team building, and um, aptitudes, and uh, general uh, characteristic. You know. So, do you use it today in your business? If somebody came to you and let's say they wanted you to help them with, say, dream building, I'm guessing that dream building is helping somebody build their dreams and get to their goal, right? Absolutely. So, do you use the handwriting analysis to kind of help the person find out? where their challenges are so that they can overcome them so that they can reach their goals. Is the handwriting analysis a part of that? Uh, not necessarily. 
I tell them it would be helpful for me to get to know them better. But also, I don't want to be prejudiced and know that, you know, um, they may have a great struggle ahead of them. I would rather have them figure things out themselves. But if they ask me to, then I would definitely use it. Yeah. That's cool. So, Dorothy, how much of a sample would you need of their handwriting? I usually ask for a page and I ask people to write first about their, um, their younger years, then their teenage years, then their young adult years, and then their, as it goes on. Because the interesting thing is, the handwriting reflects the um, processes that are going on in the brain. And depending on what you feel about the time that you're writing about, that is reflected in the handwriting. So you can see, you know, they had a nice childhood, then they had a, a difficult teenagehood, then you can see how the writing change, changes. And you may even have noticed in your own writing that it has changed over the years. And then, you know, you look into young adulthoods where they make up their minds what to become. Then they go into relationships, you know, marriage and children. Again, it changes. So um, I asked them to write a sentence or two about all of that, and then they um, submit that to me. And then I can tell them, uh, you know, how they have uh, progressed and what their strengths are and what they have uh, come up with uh, to to emphasize in their life. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's not that um, not that common anymore. But I, I use it for my own thing. And when people are willing to submit that, then I do that. I know that, for instance, in Europe they still use some sophisticated businesses when they have um, applicants they ask them for a page of handwriting and they submit that to graphologists or graph analysts to make sure that they don't have to keep going through the rehiring and rehiring and rehiring because you know it, uh, when you have a, um, a business like lawyers or um, or uh, doctors who need to get along in their multi practices that you don't want to get um, black sheep in there. <laughs> That's funny. So I am interested in diving into uh, not only your memoir, but your communication or your experiences with the spirit world. Um, you say that you want people to know that there are unseen forces, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've had the privilege of communicating with them. So I'm interested, how did that start? And what is that like for you? Um, it was, uh, it started uh, with handwriting analysis, where I then was uh, invited to do um, past life regressions. And I still do those with people because they're very, very helpful with regard to dealing with symptoms that um, people can't explain why they have them. And, uh, but I, I could talk about that. And then um, I became involved with uh, energy healing and uh, the lady there always worked with uh, spirits. They were in the room, they supported us, they gave us extra energy to deal with the patients that we were helping. And then I started seeing them. And I have to tell you that there was one uh, occasion when uh, another um, student, energy healing student was with me in the room. We were working on a lady and I said, can you smell that? And we smelled smoke. And but nobody was smoking anywhere. So later we talked to our teacher about that and she said, oh yeah, that was Grey Wolf. He's a native chief and he usually comes and he smokes his peace pipe. <laughs> so that was wow. my exposure to, oh my God, what's going on here? But then it became uh, more and more uh, normal that I could um, 
hear and see um, other beings, not in real shapes, but more in colors. And then later on, uh, as I became more um, better trained, I had experiences in my own family where when my mother died, she um, did not reappear, but she gave us messages through the um, through the ethers. She was dying and I said, uh, or I, I tr transferred to her my thoughts and said, if you die and go to the other side, can you give me a sign that your spirit is still alive, please? Like let my husband's hair grow back or let the rose bush in front of the house bloom again in, in January. But no, the way she did it was that after she had died, my sister, who was 10 at the time, uh, took off her watch and uh, put it on a shelf somewhere on the day that my mother died. And then uh, two days later, she and it was the 11th of January. Two days later, she put the watch on again and all of a sudden it had jumped forward to the 16th and was stuck between the 16th and 17th. Nobody had touched that watch, but um, that's what, what she uh, noticed. And then it turned out that my mother died on the 16th at the quarter to midnight. So it was from the spirit world where she already was, she manipulated the energy in such a way that th this dead object, that dead watch moved the, the time forward. So that was interesting. And then they phoned me and said, what are we going to do? We have fire coming out of all of our plugs. All our electric um, gadgets are not working. Uh, could that be our mother? So I phoned my teacher and uh, she said, yes, it's probably that she's still stuck between uh, this side and the other side because at the time my mother died, the twins were only 10 years old and my father had already died. And so my mother's spirit was worried about uh, who's going to look after those girls because I was in Canada, they were still in Germany. And um, so that's what my teacher explained. She said, you have to get on the phone together and reassure her that you will be able to handle that and look after each other. That's what we did. Next thing you know, they plug things in, everything's working again, no more fire coming out. Wow. So, so that was um, that. And then later on, not very long ago, I um, was in a, I had started a relationship and I wasn't sure whether I was going to uh, continue because the man was dithering and I was getting impatient. And so I was going to write him a, a, an email and say, okay, goodbye. And then it was in the morning that I looked at my emails and there was a, a message there from the a spiritual group that I belong to. And they said, oh, we're going to have a training tonight, speaking to the spirits, you know, why don't you come? I had already made other plans, but I said, okay, I'll, I'll go. And then when we got there, um, they showed us how to use certain objects that would then be used like pendulums or glasses that would move around and tell us the answer. So uh, before all that happened, we were sitting in a circle and the medium says, um, you know, I see a, a black dog running around in her mind. Does anybody uh, know that dog? And then I, I saw it too and I said, oh yeah, that's my dog. Next thing I know, I realized my father, with whom I had never had a good relationship, is standing behind me. And I say to him in my mind, what do you want here? But then I had to pay attention to other things and forgot about it. So then when we were doing these activities with regard to um, answering questions, uh, my father showed up again. 
in my mind and I said, are you here because of this relationship that I'm dealing with? And he said, well, the, the, the glass I was using said yes. I said, should I continue with it? The glass said yes. Uh, will this all end well? Yes. And then the medium comes and says, uh, do you have a brother? Because there's a, another man here. And I said, no, I don't. And then I looked and this is all in my mind. It was my father's brother. And I said to him, are you here and going to help this gentleman that I'm dealing with? And he said, yes. So is he going to change his mind? Yes. By which time I then had to stop because other people also wanted to you know, get information. But I wrote a letter to this uh, gentleman, uh, a very different one. Well, next thing you know, <laughs> he shows up and uh, we've been married for seven years. Wow. But it was the interference <laughs> with, of the spirit world that had to bring this about because I was going to give up on him. But they said, no, no, you have to hang out with this guy. So I've been hanging out with him. <laughs> yeah, that's how how uh, the spirit world can um, get involved in your life if you are aware and awake enough. The spirit world often gets involved in people's lives, but they don't recognize it. So I have now devoted my life to uh, teaching people to become more aware. And that's what I do through dream building. That is fascinating. So how do you help us become more aware? Well, first of all, to realize that we're all energy and um, that we're all connected. And the awareness has to do with uh, realizing that uh, thoughts are energy. And depending on where we put our thoughts, that's where we put our energy. So if we deal with a lot of negativity, like, you know, watching CNN, constantly negative news, and uh, all the scary, mon scaremongering that they do, and hang out with negative people, you know, who drain us and who uh, really are not to our advantage, then um, we are uh, spending our energy in what we call the lower vibrations and we are almost asleep we cannot get out of this because when you are asleep you dream and you uh, don't know that you're dreaming but at the same time when you wake up you have a better understanding of the power that's in you the power that comes through the higher vibrations whether you call it universe or god or infinite intelligence this is where we get our um our power from our support from and if we tune into that then um, we have a much better chance to achieve our dreams to manifest what we really want but it takes um, not just knowledge but just awareness you know where you put your energy and it takes a long time I teach and I coach a lot of people middle-aged and older and it, they are having a hard time changing their perspectives you know that um, they can look at other people with compassion. You know, they hate them and they did this and that and the other to me. But why did they do that? They may have been in pain and they may not have known, you know, what they did to, uh, to the other person. So by developing compassion and uh, understanding and love and especially live in gratitude, you know, see what works for you. Because when you focus on that, then you can see that maybe your life isn't that bad. Like when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is say, oh, thank you, I'm still breathing. My limbs are still working. I still have a roof over my head. There's uh, food in the fridge. You know, I start my day like that. 
and sometimes yes I do fall off the tracks and uh, complain and don't like uh, what I see and would like to interfere with other people but they're all in process of of learning and um, hopefully waking up but I can see it that uh, things are moving in certain areas and in others they're going backwards so yeah I will continue with my um, enlightened approach to help people to create a better life for themselves I like that I think we need more of that yeah yeah and you know if people are interested they can either read my book or their books uh, by a fellow called Eckhart Tolle if you've heard of him and there's uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza he does an awesome job telling people what they can achieve by changing their minds, by changing their perspectives, they can heal themselves. And I can only say that as an energy healer, I have people come to me and they suffer from this and they suffer from that. And then when they tell me about their life, I'm not surprised. So then I work on them and things uh, settle down, they get better. Three months later, they're back with the same complaints because they're still dealing with the negativity and they haven't found their way out yet. So it then manifests, this negativity manifests often in illnesses. And um, many people who have these cancer uh, scares and, and assorted other illnesses, I often wish I could reach them and tell them, you know, if you could see your life from a different perspective, that this is maybe a wake up call and that by changing your food and your thoughts and um, your way of exercising, you can reverse that. And they come up with more and more proof that these illnesses are reversible. And to me, that's very encouraging. And Joe Dispenza does a lot of work in that uh, department. What is the name of your book, Dorothea? You mentioned your book, but what is the name of your book? It's called When Life Has Other Plans, dot, 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 discover the hidden gifts. Because I'm describing in that book um, the hardships and the trials and tribulations I had to go through and that my life turned out for a while completely different from what I had imagined it. So my life had other plans and I thought, you know, I was a victim until I realized that with every uh, hardship I had to go through, I was able to learn something. I was able to broaden my horizon. I was able to see things from a different point of view, which opened me up and in the end has done so much good for myself. But at the same time, I've always had these spirits around me. I've always had help from um, either people or uh, as I said, the spirit world. So I feel personally very blessed to have reached that kind of state. You know, I'm nowhere near the wise person, the wise uh, person that I would like to be, but I'm working on it and I can see that it's possible. So with, you know, with services like you render to people, um, I hope that what I'm saying encourages other people to um, give themselves a chance and read up and listen to uh, things. It's, it's really, really very empowering what's out there. That, that was one of our main goals, Dorothea, is to get people excited and interested enough to do some research and look into these things because there's a lot of benefits out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so tell me about your paranormal experiences. And when you say paranormal, I would imagine that we're talking, are we talking ghosts? Um, yes and no. 
the paranormal experiences I had was when I first became involved in the um, energy work and where I had to really um, work with breathing and um, and uh, also sort of imaginary um, imagination. There was a lot of visualization, imagination, and uh, that there were situations when all of a sudden I either became aware that there was a presence in the room that I didn't feel comfortable with, or I would see uh, auras around other people. And then I went to uh, gatherings where um, some people spoke. I remember one fellow who um, had uh, survived a terrible motorcycle accident, and that was the the stepping stone for him to get involved in spiritual matters. And he was talking, and all of a sudden, I saw a huge golden aura around him. The whole room filled up with, with gold, and there were other people gasping as well. So I wasn't the only one. I wasn't imagining it, but the whole room was just filled with gold. Another opportunity I had was a fellow an East Indian sage by the name of Sri Chinmoy, who uh, was in Victoria, BC. And um, he gave a demonstration. And he was a, a little old man, um, not much hair, thin, dressed in a white uh, garb. And he appeared on stage at the university auditorium. And he said, I'm going to now change my um, my appearance or my level of consciousness. So then there were a thousand people there. I sat there and all of a sudden I could see that his clothes started to look like silver a bit and his hair started to get really um, uh, black. And then uh, in the end, he was just um, some like a, a silver cloud. And I thought, what am I seeing here? I'm imagining this. Some people also were gasping. But um, in the end, I asked my husband with whom I was, he didn't see it. My girlfriend's husband saw it, but she didn't see it. So it all depended on what level of spiritual awareness you were at, whether you could see it or not. So those were my most impressive paranormal experiences. But I still have them sometimes. Um, like when I'm in the car, I realize that I'm not alone, that there are some, I call them guardian angels or whoever with me that um, make sure I'm okay. Wow. Wow. That is cool. Dorothea, you have a website. What is it? It's called um, D for Dorothea, T for tender, L for loving, and C for care. D-T-L-C dot C-A, which stands for Canada. Wow, it has been very cool to talk to you. You have a lot going on. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, I'm a, I have a very um, blessed life, yeah. Right now I'm teaching um, a course on dream building and I'm promoting my book and I'm doing podcasts. I, I've got three more coming up. So they all talk to me about different aspects, like you talk about the paranormal. The next one's going to be about my book. I've got one coming up with you, um, Kelly, about my book. Um, then they all look at it from different angles because I, I have so many facets in, in what, they, what people want to know and I can talk about. And that's fantastic. You are versatile. I am. Very. 
<laughs> I'm like a like a gem that has been yeah um, multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a pleasure having you on that some crazy shit. I know I've enjoyed having you. I'm sure James has too, no? Yes, very enjoyable. Learned a lot. Definitely, we will definitely put your website in the podcast description so that people can connect with you. Dorothea, thank you so much for being a part of that some crazy shit. Yes, thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you for taking me on. It's been a real pleasure talking to such open-minded people. (laughs) <laughs> and all the best okay bye bye you know I think that's fascinating that you can find out so much from your handwriting that's that's kind of freaky and she said that your handwriting changes over time so how mm-hmm. you wrote in your 20s isn't how you write today and that's interesting because i was thinking about that she's absolutely right um i do not write the same i don't even write as much see and i i write i like to write well i have to write for my job and it's funny i should have asked her i forgot i like to write with pencil over pen when i write with pencil my handwriting is very nice and fluid it looks to me anyway that's because you're a teacher and you want to be able to erase stuff. Yeah. No evidence. It never happened. But nowadays, because of my job, I'm everything is mostly, you know, typed written. You don't write anything, right? And so um, I do I do write, but I notice that my writing has gotten, I guess, more sloppy because I don't have to write as often. So I find myself, especially when I'm writing just for me, I'll abbreviate stuff and not write it out because I don't need oh, yeah. to, right? So I've noticed that. So yeah, I thought it was really interesting. She was she was really interesting. I enjoyed talking to her. And then we didn't even get into past lives. Yeah, we didn't even get into half of the stuff that she I does, know. Right? So, you know, she's somebody that we would definitely want to have come back. Yep, sounds, sounds cool to do that. Yeah, so you can get us on our website. You can look at not look at but you can listen to past episodes you can read james's blog you can check out all of our other social media it's really easy you can go to one place www.thatsomecrazyshippodcast.com there you can drop us a note and we'd love to hear from you do it people send us your stories do it so next week we'll have another guest me and james will be back um in the meantime james that's all I have. You know, next week we're going to have to come up with something to do for random bullshit. I'll think about it. Uh, pencil or pen? Pen. Like a grown-up. Oh, well, see, that was random. <laughs> you wanted random. That's random. Hey, you're funny. Until next time. Keep your minds open, people.